Queen Air. And I'm Louise Lee. This is Air Lee Doors and we are... Opening doors to other dimensions. Here's how it works. We feed information about our guest into our space-time generator, the Dimension Matrix, or Dominatrix for short, and she creates a whole bunch of portals or doors into other dimensions. And then we let our guest peer through the doors into alternative realities. Will they be living out their wildest dreams, trapped in their childhood nightmares? Or some weird bastard mixture of the two. But, Louise, who is our lucky guest today? I'm so pumped to tell you that it is <laughs> the Chief Officer of the Cheshire Association of Local Councils. It's the it internet is. sensation, podcast extraordinaire, extraordinaire, and star of next year's Strictly Come Dancing. It's only Jackie Bloody Weaver. You strictly know this. <laughs> We're just manifesting it out because we want it to happen so badly. I keep hearing as Jackie Weaver chats with Anton Dubeck, you know, Anton says, really should be. You should. Well, at least they should have me um, do the terms and conditions. Yes. Yes. Oh, they so should. Because I can really talk fast if I have to. Yes. And you have the authority, famously. Indeed. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I think it'd be awesome on it. Just so you can't dance with Anton because he's a judge at the moment. Oh, is he? I'm not yeah, watching he's it a this judge season. this year. So yeah. who says there's no good news then? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure he'd give you tens every time. Mm. Would you would you be would you be up for strictly though if it if it was on the cards? I don't think so. I mean the commitment that they have to give no. Yeah. Would you, you not? Are a, busy oh, woman right yeah but i do still have a day job yeah yeah well it's someone's got to pay the rent <laughs> well i think strictly would do that yeah that's true you think? Would. Oh, oh, course, have to reconsider yeah. that and then there's the sequins well yeah and do you keep fit do you keep fit no 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 in fact halfway through the pandemic i was actually contemplating donating my legs to medical science but I'll never, I'll never use them again. They're just not necessary. That's brilliant. I was like, why? Because that, because of the veins. Because I've got such an impressive set of veins. I thought. Uh, and, oh, and I have one of those chairs with wheels on. I don't mean a wheelchair. I mean that's like different. An office chair with. Lots of things that come out of the dominatrix, Jackie, are made from the ingredients that come from your own life. But before we set off the dominatrix, we've got one more person we need to put in it. I understand you met an MP who made quite the impression. Tell us more. Name, constituency, party. <laughs> not, not really. We can give them a pseudonym mm-hmm. if you want to. But tell us about this. Why, why didn't you love the MP? Oh, he was just... I, I can't... Genuinely, I cannot remember having been put down so uh, pompously. But it was just, I mean, it was just his, um, I think it started with something like, oh, and you're that little lady off the telly. And I was there really with my day job hat on because we were talking about something that I have, pulling myself up to my whole five or three and a half um, like 25 years experience on. Mm. and he was being what what offended me more than anything was he was being dismissive of that yeah big time because also number one nobody knows your height on the telly right so that's a judgment that he's mm. made about you yeah. in real life and number two on the telly when you know you were you were in i would say enormous you were outstanding and you were authentic. it wasn't telly a, it wasn't a, telly. you a, wasn't telly. your height b you weren't on the telly and c are you a lady <laughs> 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 who wants to be a lady Overrated. he was so arrogant the other comment that he made that i thought was um, um well i'll leave it with you and see what you think about it he was talking about the um the the legislation around there was talk about introducing legislation around 
um, treatment for homosexuality. Oh, can't remember right. the details of it. Do you remember? It wasn't that long yes. ago. No, it's, yeah. it's still live. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And his commercial therapy. That's what's called. Yes. Yeah. He was totally against it because um, one, it's just cruel, and two, it doesn't work. <laughs> Do you realise what you've just said, you idiot? <laughs> so it'd be okay if it was cruel, but did work. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> torture doesn't even work. That's a reason not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yes, not it's not there's no it's not necessary in there. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, no. I think it could have stopped after number one, it's cruel. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but it's yeah. like, you know, yeah. but we could have got we could have pushed past that if it had worked. Oh. It was the kind of implication um in what he said next. So, wow. Yes. Yeah. So can we can we put him into the dominatrix as that little gentleman off the back bench? I was just yes. going to call him a cunt, but you know, <laughs> I couldn't possibly. <laughs> you got to swear in front of Jackie Weaver. <laughs> I just did. Look at me. Talking of not a lady. <laughs> yeah. Uh okay, what are we calling him? This that little we're, we're, man off that, the... that little gentleman off the back bench. I'm assuming he's a backbencher. If he... well, <laughs> and not the Prime Minister. Is. I mean it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. Now stop it, Pauline. Anyway, so wow, he's going Although, in. Although yes, mm. it does look a lot like the Prime Minister. Oh, I know oh. the one then. <laughs> I think we all know who it is then. Oh golly, you had to meet oh wow, bless you. You I don't know who it is. That. I don't pay too much do attention. Oh, no. you, you really don't pay it. attention then, because it's very yes. Ew. Ew. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Let's let's put the MP <laughs> into the dominatrix and start yeah, okay. and, and start the start the dominatrix. Now I'm worried. <laughs> Isn't that a salad spinner? No, it bloody isn't. It's our dominatrix. So just before we look through the first door, just to explain the game, the good news, Jackie, is that we're going to use the power of the dominatrix to allow you to actually walk through one of the doors and live the life you see on the other side. But the bad news is you have to make the decision before you know what all the options are. So if you see something you like, it's choose it or lose it. I really love your response to these. When I tell you any of these, you do a big breath in and very wide <laughs> eyes. Um, you're, you're an Archers fan, aren't you, Jackie? I'm sensing a bit of Linda Snell in that sniff. Oh, Linda <laughs> Snell was lovely. I bet she was. She, she absolutely was. Out of all the characters, I think she's probably the one that I would least warn to. Yes. Um, but I did meet her and she was lovely. She is lovely. She's not gone yet. She is lovely. No, it's, yeah. she is a fantastic character. Because I remember yeah. when I first listened to it thinking, no, that's ridiculous. She's obviously, she's just a parody. She's one of those irritating characters who's just a parody. And then they give her depth. Yeah. And her depth yeah. is so wonderful. I got tweeted back by um, Jackie Horobin yesterday, so I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> she replied to my comment, so I'm just in heaven now. Anywho. And enough let's archers. The, let's see what's what's on the cards for Jackie Weaver. So, Jackie Weaver, do you understand the rules of the game? At the moment, I'm humming, but I'll soon <laughs> pick up the words. I mean, have you read the standing orders? Please read Remember? them and understand them. Sorry, I don't know what came over me there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you always ask your podcast guests on your podcast. So we ask you, Jackie, do you have the authority to make the decisions about this game? Yes. Fantastic. Excellent. Let's play Airy Doors. Door number one. Okay, so what we found through door number one is that you are in a really tough parish council meeting. Let's call it Foot Fifth Parish Council. The councillors are revolting. They're throwing tantrums. They're yelling. They are not respecting your authority. You're close to losing your temper. Do you lose your temper? Have you generally? ever lost your temper, Jackie? I, I have lost my temper, but I don't generally lose my temper. What would make you lose your temper? Not, I mean, we know that not even this would make you lose your temper. Frustration. But when you just can't 
get the other person to see where you're coming from. That that makes me angry. But yeah. I think I'm more angry with me than anything else because I feel that if I tried harder, you would understand better. Mm. Oh, interesting. And that's yeah. very female. I know. I can't imagine a man saying that. No. Yeah. No. No, if I yes, I was I I'm a bit more ma'am because I'd be like, if you would only listen, uh, you would understand. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay, so we're in a situation where you are on the edge. Okay. okay. Um. Uh. You know. Uh. So in this dimension, you are close to losing it, but suddenly, Julie's iPad comes to life. They turn their video on. Only it's not Julie, it's, it's Anton Dubeck. Oh, how would you feel if Anton Dubeck was in your, in uh, uh, turned up at your day job, basically? That's what we're talking about, isn't it? Too much. (laughs) Absolutely too much. In what way? (laughs) I guess that's where two worlds would collide. Mm. So one that I feel competent and capable in, I'm in control of to to some extent, Mm. and one where I feel absolutely the opposite of all of those. Yeah. Do you find that in those two worlds you kind of have different personae in that in the the day job world you are – um, hard, not hard nosed, but impressive, competent, uh, know what you're doing on top of it all. And and do you think that in your kind of glamorous and extraordinary sort of showbiz world that you've plopped into, uh, she said, knowing what it's like backstage everywhere, um, that you that you kind of have to just go, well, I'm the wider ingenue in this situation, and you do what my mother calls playing the daft willy. Yeah, where you go, oh, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that I, I think that I feel comfortable in my own place um, and I feel that I lead in that. Mm-hmm. I don't kind of stomp off and make everyone follow me, but I, I kind of feel that I'm yeah. leading. Whereas everything else, you just tell me what to do. I'm really good at following instructions because mm. this mm-hmm. is your world, not mine. We can put you in the waiting room right <laughs> yeah. now, but in your day job, you can put us in the waiting room. Yeah. Well, except yeah. when it's in real life, presumably it's a little bit harder to eject people from meetings. Mm. It's a little harder, but it's, it's not always hard to put people in their place. Yeah. Oh, tips. Please, tips. what is your tip for putting oh. people in their place? Um. Often I give the same answer to lots of different questions. It makes you sound extremely wise, apparently. So I read that okay. somewhere. Um, but for me, it's about listening to people. Mm. You listen to what's important to mm. them mm. and then make sure that that's what you reflect. I was once in a committee meeting when I was getting very, very wound up. And um, and not surprisingly, a man um, uh, said, with respect, and then said the opposite of what I was saying. And I just yeah. said... With a little less respect, I think you're <laughs> so pleased with myself. This is 30 years ago. Oh, I was so pleased with myself. Because <laughs> it's a horrible thing. Respectfully, it's absolutely not respectful. Um, and he no. wasn't he wasn't saying to be respectful to me or anything that I'd said. He was, with respect, you are completely wrong. <laughs> it's no offence for meetings, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's like when people use yeah. the word but. I absolutely agree with everything you've both said, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, it's, we're it's not the going politician, to do that. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas well, actually, you could say, "And I'd love to." Da, 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 da. Yeah, which but. is where Jackie is a politician and Louise is an improv artist. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, and, and compared and. with, <laughs> yeah. I, I was yeah. thinking that there's a lot of similarities there with an improv artist. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I guess a lot of that is about reading people and listening um, and actually tuning yeah. into what's really happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she said like she's done more than about five minutes improv. So, um, what kind of committee member do we think Anton Dubeck would be? Do you think he'd be a listening, you know, or would he just be all about trying to make it all about him? Or I don't know, because 
I have, <laughs> I have, I have um, first impressions of Anton Dubeck, but I think it's because he reminds me of someone I know. Um. I, I think his greatest skill is diffusing situations with humour. Mm. Yes. It's self-deprecating humour. Um, so it's, he always pokes fun except, at himself. Yes, it, although it's it's the absolute opposite in it as well because he's obviously I'm marvelous. At yes, <laughs> which is yeah. especially the samba, which oh, I love it when it's it's like he definitely knows it's samba. He definitely does not really come from the background where somebody would call it samba. Um, and he was uh, bless him, he is the king of ballroom, but he was notoriously terrible at samba. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so should we should we say yes. let's not get into two worlds collide straight away and uh, move on? Let's slam the door on that one. There we go. One down, six to go, five to go. Five we to started go. we started you in a in a world that you would feel comfortable with. Um, let's see what. And you chose one. not to take it. <laughs> so we're quite justified in whatever comes next. Uh, you thought I would be comfortable with. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Door number two. So we're taking you back in time for our second scenario today to a meeting that was even tougher than that one, to an era of young love and wide-eyed wonder. You just got engaged to your lovely husband, Stuart. I mean, I assume he's lovely. Is he lovely, Jackie? If if kind of like you know elderly gentleman who's very good at fixing things is your you know yeah that's your jam <laughs> then oh my god yes I'm in yeah <laughs> I, fixing I, things. Just, now I have I have watched a few of Jackie's recent podcast um, uh, recordings and I have to say in every single one Stuart comes comes in in the background with cups of tea, biscuits, gin and tonic, <laughs> opens the door, shuts the door. And I think he's lovely and I haven't even met him. So <laughs> okay. so we are at Stuart's home. He's taken you to meet his parents. It's your first ever lunch with the in-laws. What happened next? <sighs> All I knew about him really was that his um, he, he was from a farming background. And, um, you know, his mum and dad lived in a farm. Farms have animals. Um, I think they have fields as well. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking to for reassurance there. <laughs> fields and tractors and, and things. So I, I just had this idea of, of actually being transported into this um, completely different world. I was absolutely thinking about whether or not I needed to wear tweed. Mm. Would oh. Wellingtons be appropriate? Yes. Or should I just wear ordinary shoes, you know? Um, so I, I don't know what I'd expect. I mean, I'd, I think I'd expected something like one step down from Balmoral. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, was thinking about, I was thinking about, did you watch The Crown, the scene where Margaret Thatcher went to Balmoral? No. Oh, right. Well, <laughs> but it sounds very similar. Watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, of course, they were really nice. And, of course, it wasn't anything like that. But, yeah, I, I was, that, that was my big worry. Mm. Ah. So, well, in this scenario, you're wearing the wrong clothes, you're choking on the horseradish sauce. It's all a disaster. But instead of Stuart's actual father, you're having lunch with... Oh, that little gentleman off the back bench. <gasps> the nasty patronising MP. Ooh. Imagine if he was your father in. I, I actually can tell you now that would not have happened. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just wouldn't. It, so I'm of a generation where, where you, you really do, or you thought maybe we were right, maybe we were wrong, that in fact you were marrying a family, mm -hmm. not just one person. No. Would not I, think you're, I think you're right. I think you are marrying a family. I don't think you know you are until you're in it necessarily. But yeah. But I also think, I don't know, I might be wrong. This idea of sort of the posh MP, the idea of gentlemen and conservatives when I was a child. So I grew up very middle class. My parents voted conservative, but it was quite different to how it is now. If I'd met a conservative MP in the 70s, 
he would have or been the child of a conservative MP in the seventies. No, but but even him, he would have been he would have been charming, and he would have been kind, and he would. I might not have liked his politics, but I would have respected him. And that's where I struggle now because I feel like where are the grown ups? When I was a child, they were at least the grown ups, and they understood the economics bit. And and I could be a teenager well, and then the in my early twenties going, but what about the people and the justice and the and the poor? And but they understood the economics bit, so maybe I just didn't understand everything. Whereas now, I don't look at MPs in that way at all anymore. They don't have that the basic charm of of somebody your dad might know. Is am I just being? <laughs> it's gone very serious. God, I don't know it if that's, nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean this whole podcast to be about me raging against MPs, but it's <laughs> it's become that way. And I do apologize. And Jack, and Jackie's giving very very diplomatic smiles. <laughs> I, I'm not. I mean, people assume because I spent my life in local government that I am a creature of politics. I'm not. Mm. Um, I I don't have much time for politics or politicians. But it, yeah, it is politics. I remember it when I was chair of governors, we had somebody who wanted to join the governing body because they were interested in getting into politics. Mm. And I found that really strange because and, and it was sort of this realisation that what we were doing as school governors yeah. was politics. It was the same as the politics at mm. government level. It was a it was a committee to sort out specific things. And it it was quite. Yeah, it was quite that, scary. I, that I have time for. And I, I think for me, that's why I'm still interested in local councils because I think they are the people who make the difference. Yeah, they're the ones who make the difference in communities, not our politicians. Yeah. Somebody said to me, people only join, people only join committees for money or power. Yeah. And I remember thinking that, thinking, really reflecting on that when I was when I was a governor and thinking, oh, because they're yes, dating the chairman and it's an opportunity to see them. <laughs> oh, I never managed to get. Was that you with any you? of my people? Is that you, Jackie? <laughs> <laughs> you, uh... Jackie Clark. Jackie Clark. She doesn't chair. No, Do you I chair as well. I have chaired. I'm not a very good chairman. I don't think I'm a very good chairman. I liked chairing, but clerking. I always needed a good clerk because the clerk is the one yeah, who knows the. I, I, I like to kind of just stay in the background. I know that seems unrealistic but um i do I, I like to i like to be the one that's done all the, the homework and make sure that we're doing things right yeah oh you're which was real... very clear in the mm. in the video mm. that went viral it was very clear you weren't the dominant person in that no. you came out with a few great lines and were calm and considered absolutely mm. um yes because the word clock people often think it just it means you know the secretary taking notes sort of thing and mm. it's absolutely not that no I, I I I get too. Um, I, I want to move things forward too fast as chairman. I don't mm. understand why you. Well, I do understand, but it, it frustrates me that that you apparently need another fifteen minutes talking about this <laughs> when actually you know we have decided it all in the first minute, but you need to go round the loop again. Mm. And I, I just get really frustrated with that. So you get to. So, so you're, but you're clerking. So you're in. You're still in the room, but you're not. It's not your job to get people to a conclusion. I suppose no. you can just oh. sit there and and sort of enjoy it, ride the ride it. That's why God invented mobile phones, so <laughs> okay. you had something to do in meetings while so you were going around the loop again. Crush. Is yeah. that what you're saying? You crush a lot of candy. <laughs> Or even answer a few emails. <laughs> uh, one thing I have learned over the years, and after this, people are just going to try and catch me out on it, I'm sure. But I've learned the art of keeping one ear open. Mm. It's, it's mm. a skill. It's harder when you're tired. You'll be good on the telly then. If you well, can read an auto cue and keep one ear open, yeah. you're... You, you know, it, it's that, but I think it's a woman's thing. I think it's a well, no, I think it's a mother thing to yeah. be specific. So that ability to be very involved in something, but there's still one ear open. Yeah. yeah. So that when somebody you know thinks they're being really clever, you know, comes back and says, "So what do you think, Jackie?" Mm. You go, hmm. "No, I think sixteen and a half percent sounds best." <laughs> Yes, yes. And it's because you've that. listened to them talking about Lego Ninjago 
or whatever. Yes. Um, so uh, I've forgotten where we are, scenario-wise. Oh, yes. So you've turned up and it's, it's this dreadful patronising man is your father-in-law. And that would be enough yeah. to put you off the, the man you're in love with. Yes. Yeah. And is that because, yeah, because he'd be carrying, living with that man around with him, yeah. wouldn't he? And yeah. then there's also the fear that he turns out like his dad. Yeah. Yes. Done, yeah. Has done a bit actually. <laughs> <laughs> luckily, this, luckily, his dad isn't this man. Exactly. Phew. For a minute imagine? there, I was like, "Oh my god, nightmare, Jackie." I'm so sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank goodness, this is simply a fabricated scenario. Ooh. Louise doesn't get that, but no. Jackie and I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've not seen their face look quite that blank. <laughs> She's just got it. <laughs> okay, I'm with you now. Welcome. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my children crossing moment. Does anyone hear that penny drop? <laughs> no, basically. Okay, I'm going to shut the door on uh, this fabric because you can't bear the. Idea. Am I on the right? Have I? Yeah. Stop anyway. it. Stop it. Terrible. <laughs> Quick, get out of there. Let's go through the next one. How? Door number three. Okay. What we've got through door number three is Have you ever been burgled, Jackie Weaver? Can you tell? Yes, once. Oh, unfortunate. What happened? Um, we were very lucky when, when we sold when we, when we sold said farm. Oh right, yeah. The they, the um, um, parents in law had passed. Okay, <laughs> oh, <laughs> not just out from under them. Put them out from the yeah. Um, we moved um, to um, a place about only 15, 15 minutes away. We didn't move terribly far, <laughs> um, and we were very lucky that we were able to kind of buy somewhere new, and then sell. Um, so um, it was over so Christmas. You had overlap, do you mean? You had yes. an overlap. Yeah. Um, and it was over Christmas. So we had the new place all set up. Uh, and it was a modern house that we were moving to. So none of the old furniture that we had, but, you know, um, you, you could hide bodies in the sideboard, you know, right. huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, would be appropriate for, for where we were going. Um, in fact, the dining room table made a pool table look small. Oh, wow. You know, huge. Yeah. Um, so new house was all set up um, and um, we had a call to say that the alarm had gone off from one of the neighbours and yeah, we had been verbal um, and they'd taken a TV. They hadn't made a mess. Um, he hadn't made a mess. They did catch him. Um, but um, they took taken the tele. I mean, tellies that we haven't even watched yet. Yeah, you know, oh um, yeah, yeah. And it was so funny because driving over, the only thing I could think of, there was there was one item that I had moved into the new place. And we were just about moved. I mean, we were mm. literally going to be picking up the dogs, taking the night clothes and moving into the, the new place. There's only one thing that was really important to me that I was really f afraid that was broken or stolen. And that was an ornament that a husband and I bought in Barmouth what 25 years ago more well Funny. more than 25 years ago hmm. and you just kind of go yeah none of the none of yeah, as long as that's not gone doesn't matter yeah yeah none of the rest matters too it could all be replaced hmm. and, and had that's they taken why it? god invented insurance i lost my wedding ring yesterday I know. Yes, I was playing. Um, I was playing a tennis match, and because I'm left-handed, I always take my wedding ring off and put it on my right hand just before I start playing. And we were just about to start playing, and I went to do it, and my wedding ring wasn't on either. And I never take my wedding ring off otherwise, and it wasn't on either hand. And I had four sets of tennis to play, and I couldn't call home because I had to be in this match. And I spent the whole evening fretting. And I went off to the loo between sets at one point just so I could retrace my steps. And I'd taken it off before I left the house. And I'd put it in the bedside, yeah, on my bedside table, 
but it was like, and the whole evening I was going, it's not sentimental. It's just a very cheap metal band. Metal, it's gold. But, you know, it's a, it was never an expensive one. It, it could be replaced. It's really, it's not important. And then I phoned my husband at the end of the match. Can you, can you just check whether I've left it at home? And he found it, and I yes, burst into tears. Burst it turned tears. out it was quite sentimental after all. Who knew? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. There yeah. you go. And, how um, did they get in, Jackie? How did they get into your? Well, it's funny how they how they did. Um, we it's a two story house, although from the outside it kind of looks like a bungalow, but it does have um, what looks like an extension on the side for the utility room, and they've gone in through the roof. They'd actually take the tiles off the roof and gone in through the roof. I love that. That's so clever, but scary, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They took, I don't think was it's a still roofer. up there. <laughs> it's like, I mean, did, we, we did, did you have children Santa? at the time? Um, yes, but no. No, I was just thinking, could it, could it have been Santa forever for the children? Or, or was oh, it more, no, no, no. It was no. not going to ruin Tom um, Cruise in No, it was only what? six years ago all oh, right yeah. so it could have been oh, tom cruise could have been tom cruise yeah. but it, was, yeah. it, it wasn't that high yeah. ceiling it's <laughs> <laughs> much shorter than you think <laughs> it's a tiny man it's the size of a, a, a toy soldier right so in this situation in this scenario okay. we've got a bit of a bungling burger they take the burger burglar they take the tiles off they climb in and they're confronted on the landing by you Stuart, and your dog um tell us about your dog uh, two westies Oh. Two dogs. Oh. We have a we have a podcast dog who is remarkably silent today, Louise. Oh, don't say uh, that. <laughs> in a minute, and he'll and he'll and he'll start barking. But anyway, um, it always barks during the podcast. <laughs> so the burglar says, "Please, Jackie Weaver, I wasn't going to nick anything. I just wanted to meet you." And so you whip off the burglar's balaclava, and it turns out to be Richard Gear. <laughs> okay, let's run with this one. <laughs> this, <laughs> that's just that's just a very simple yes to Richard Gear. Um, I'm just gonna before you say yes, you know, before I before we say absolutely yes, we just before she accepts that, your yes, before you accept that we accept your yes, we're just gonna remind you that in this scenario, Richard Gear doesn't can't just come and knock at your front door if he wants to meet you. He's not going to just come and get you at work and carry you out of work. He won't, He's an. Uh, he's a proper creep. He's he's come dressed in a balaclava, and entered your house through the roof. Still want him? He's committed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, women will accept anything, won't we? <laughs> but he loves me. <laughs> Brilliant. And what just happens to Stuart in this situation? Were we at the top of the stairs, did you say? Yeah. <laughs> did he trip over the dog? Oh, yes, those terrible... Oh, those dogs do get under your feet, don't they? <laughs> oh, my goodness, that's so funny. That's shocking. Brilliant, brilliant. Oh, oh and, and wow. And to think Louise was worried about swearing in front of you, Jackie. <laughs> When you're actually about these things, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's hilarious. That's so you're okay. going to choose being burgled by Richard Gere. Even though there are three doors left and there might be something glorious behind them. Yeah, quit while you're ahead. She's very decisive, isn't she? I've never <laughs> seen a more decisive face ever mm. on anyone. I I am decisive. I Good. think. <laughs> How long did it take you to chuck the guy into the waiting room? Was that after a very long time or was it really like, oh, this is just going in the wrong direction? It, it, was, in, it was in real time. So Depends the, which version you've... I mean, I think I watched it in full. I watched it in full the first day it came out and then I've only watched, watched it in clips since. Yeah, but all the, all the excitement literally takes place in the first three minutes. Yeah, so it was in the first three minutes. Yeah. Yeah, you are decisive. <laughs> Do you know I I I that week that month I was doing a write a play a day challenge to try and ease my lockdown. Wow. Right. And, and some of them were like one page, whatever. But I did a, that week write a play about a 
parish council meeting in somewhere like Mould. Yeah. Uh, which is in your patch, practically, isn't it? it yeah, and a mould. Yeah. Um, about because there'd been a panth- a, a black, there's a big black cat somewhere around there. There's a panther of, of North Cheshire, isn't there? Or North Walian yes. sort yeah. of there. Well, Cheshire. Yeah. So I wrote this um, play, a little short play about this parish council meeting. And I was like, I reckon they'd probably behave worse than this, but no one would believe me. Wow. And then your thing came out and I was like, oh, I could have really pushed it. <laughs> <laughs> and now you can never make that play because everyone will go, no, it's, it's yeah, happened already. I, and I made it yeah. literally sort of with, uh, earlier before, but really close to anyway. So, wow. Okay, so let's let's torture Jackie with with what she could have won, shall we? <gasps> um, <laughs> because we still have a few more to go. Let's have a look. Through yeah. This one. Door number four. So we've noticed that you always have fabulous nails, Jackie. And she's shown them to the camera. And do you know what? I wrote this before you then tweeted yesterday your fabulous nails. And I, I was very cross and I said to Louise, I knew it before. I had actually noticed it already. But you, this is amazing. Do you have a regular manicure or is this homegrown splendid? I always do myself. Do you? Yeah. Mm. A lifelong passion with nails. I, I can do my own gels, extensions, paint wow. jobs. Absolutely love nails. Painting mm. them for lot. And then yeah. had, had three boys who well, are uh, terribly into nails. And none of them have no. been into nails. Oh, that's boring. No. That's boring. So you don't get to paint anybody else's nails? No, I did do Mike's my eldest. And he was going to a, a gay pride event. Um, and he'd seen some rainbow um, wraps. Mm. So I put those on and I put them on Twitter <clears throat> saying, you know, I've done my son's nails. <laughs> what people think I am. But a lot of the comments were it's terrible, you know, putting a child through that. <laughs> this child hasn't made up his mind yet. Child's nearly forty. <laughs> this is when we this is when we decided to invite you because I I tagged Louise in that and said, Jackie Weaver's woke. <laughs> and we were very excited, like, maybe she'd be cool for our podcast. And we were very impressed. We're very impressed with but that. I think it was crazy the way the assumption was that this was a small child. Yes. Have they never yeah. seen me? <laughs> yeah. People are very bad at judging ages, I think. That's, oh, you know. come on. I, they thought I might possibly have a, a kind of like child under 15. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a miracle of modern science. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, and of course, um, your child couldn't consent to having their nails painted or n- not having their nails painted, however old your child is. Um, it's not as though you're going to, you know, convert them to being gay by painting their nails. So I don't think that's where that was coming mm. from. I might no. introduce them to that MP. Um, uh, <laughs> anywho, so you're having a manicure. Okay. We're taking this to a very simple scenario. You're having a manicure at a very lovely nail bar where all the staff are well paid and happy. Just putting that out there. And you sit down for your appointment and you hope you'll have an interesting conversation with your manicurist. And who should sit down opposite and prepare to get buffing than... <laughs> Brian Tolver from off of Hansford <laughs> Oh, I don't think she's going to regret this one, Louise. Yeah. <laughs> she could do her own nails and he would not be a good manicurist, would he? Yeah. <laughs> the chair of the council is the manicurist. <laughs> Shall we just have a selfie and call it a day? <laughs> <laughs> what, which one is Brian, Tolver, for those of you? Brian, is the, Brian was the one that, was, that calls me Mrs. Weaver. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, and, he was yeah. the one that ended up in the waiting room. Yeah, he was the chair. Yeah. Well, they all did in the end, but yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and and kind of um, you know, even as we start, we have you can see that we're we're going to have problems as we start by you know every computer screen, bottom right hand side has a clock. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And we're arguing about the time. Mm. Oh. You know, would like to start, Would like to start, Mister Chairman? It is three minutes past seven. I make it two minutes too. Oh. Okay. 
let that one go. He was after blood, wasn't he? What percentage of the meetings that you attend are are that level of aggro? Oh, none. That's easy. I I mean, I I always make the point, in all seriousness, that Mm. you know people are talking about local issues and they matter to them. So Mm. they they are sometimes going to get a bit. But I've never seen anybody um, out the stalls 90 like that before. It was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it was more about procedure than I don't remember hearing anything about what the council was going to actually discuss in terms of the local area at that meeting. It was all about procedure. And of course, that's where it cuts out um, because actually, the, the, the next 45 minutes. In fact, longer than that for the second meeting because there was two. Um, they are talking about the local plan, the neighbourhood plan, how many parking mm. spaces they need at Hanford Station, the kind of things that local people would be interested in. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But the purpose of um, you know the triumvirate was to stop the meeting going ahead. But yeah. why I don't know to this day. Oh wow! Huh? Just willy waving. I sense there's more to it. Mm-hmm. But we will never know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. A, a long I mean, history. It's not going to happen. No, yeah. um, a long history of Willie waving, probably. Yeah. Anyway, so Brian Tolver, the manicurist. I mean, in that universe, he's he's perhaps a, a different character. You know, where he's taken up manicuring it means he's probably <laughs> not so kind of stuck on all the toxic patriarchal bullshit. And more into the toxic chemicals. On just the toxic chemicals. <laughs> But even so, you've got Richard Gear. You can take the you can take the Tolver out of the, the parish op- council, but you can't take the parish council out of the Tolver. Yeah, and you've got the opportunity to push lovely Stuart down the stairs, so you're not going to turn that down, are you? I, I did not push Louis. <laughs> he tripped. <laughs> I just want to be very clear about that point. <laughs> if the fault lay anywhere, I think it was the dog. Which one? Which <laughs> Would you lay that at the, the little furry heels of of your dogs? Well, the Just challenge the we have is that, that although they are not twins, <laughs> um, they apart. are by eighteen months apart by different mothers and fathers. So and they're Irish. Sure, twins. that's not how twins work. No, um, <laughs> they look identical. Oh, do you know? Which I don't with? see how you could tell them apart. Well, I do know how you can tell them apart and it's very relevant because I have twins um, and I run workshops for people having twins and sometimes when people's twins are very identical, they paint their nails to tell them apart. So even when they're tiny babies, they will stick a bit of a bit of rainbow on one baby's nail and they remember which baby that is. There you go. That's really helpful because I thought you were going to say they had different colours. <laughs> different oh. colours are. <laughs> but you can take and a colour off. I just don't think that's very nice putting a collar on a baby. <laughs> people give people that. put them on reins. What can I say? I had my babies on reins. They were a flight risk. Both are mine. Uh, I tried with reins once, and and one of them just went completely limp, and decided that the reins were there for me to pick them up. My yeah, ex-boyfriend, when he was about two, had scars. oh I don't know where this is going. I don't like All where this is going. Did he put reins on you, Louise? No. <laughs> I might it's he is an ex. <laughs> um, uh, he always he was had a wound here because when he was on the reins he thought he could fly and so he would launch himself and, um, fl- and hang and that was great fun and then one day his mum took the reins off and he just went bang oh and here's his face and here's his face anyway hilarious because he's my ex uh, so let's shut the door on Brian Tol- have we shut the door on Brian Tolver we have him no let's, let's do, do it, it. Let's look through the penultimate door. I was going to say, I don't want this to sound too judgmental. Mm. But he wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer, was he? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you've had a lucky escape. Yeah. There's that word again, Jackie. <laughs> I don't want to sound too judgmental. <laughs> but, with respect, Louise, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, Let's try the uh, penultimate door. What's behind here? Door number five. So you are on 
the Starship Enterprise. Oh, yeah. Oh, are you a fan? Oh, absolutely. Brilliant. So is this, this next generation or the, uh, the early one? Well, oh. let's see. You're the captain. Well, you're on the Starship Enterprise, so that's both, isn't it? <laughs> you've, you're got the right. you've got to get you're this right. You've got to get this right. I can see by Jackie's face. If you get any of these details wrong, she's going to come down on you like a like a, a ton of Jackie Weaver. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> I'll with the details. If, if you yeah, get okay. Stuck. Wait. Okay, so I'm going to go for this. So you're the captain. You're a cross between James T. Kirk and Catherine Janeway. Okay, Patrick Stewart's not being shoehorned in here anywhere. Well, I just thought. Rather than say, you know, because Janeway's on Voyager, not the Enterprise. She is. That's true. That's true. But she is a woman. She is the woman captain, right? Anyway, the woman captain, as opposed to the captain who might happen to be a woman. No, but I mean, she's the. You know, look. I don't want to look. I don't want to say. I don't want to say what it said in the script before I got my hands on it. Okay, Paul. (laughs) Never having been a woman before. Um. (laughs) Anyway, this ain't no. This ain't no holodeck experience. This is real life. You turn okay. to your second in command and you set the coordinates for your next planet. How are you feeling about this scenario thus far, vis-a-vis compared to Richard Gere burgling your house? So far, so good. You know, I mean, the idea of just kind of like going into the wild blue yonder without a clue where you're going or what you're doing, that's yeah, fine. It's <laughs> pretty much an analogy for what yeah, you've been doing I'm, the last seven yes. months, right? <laughs> Brilliant, and you're you're a big Star Trek fan, are you? Very, and you're a natural leader. We've established this, and you have the authority, so you'd make okay. a great captain. And I quite like the chair as well. It looks really comfortable. It does. It does. It? Yeah. What is it about the whole Star Trek universe that you enjoyed? I guess for me, it's probably about the characters rather than the, mm. the boldly going. Mm. Um, although I don't know why we didn't go boldly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, like, Thank you, Grandma Pedders. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's about the interaction of the characters. I mean, I quite fancy myself as Deanna, uh, Deanna Troy. Oh, um, no. Yeah, skin tight yeah. pantsuit, um, masses of black hair, and yeah. is able to read minds. And fabulous nails. Yes, absolutely. So if I get pushed out of being captain, I might end up there. Okay, well, let's see who is your current second in command. I have a feeling I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the dominatrix is a cruel mistress. Who would you like to be your second in command? Oh, blimey. I, I don't think she's been scripted yet. I think I'd like another oh. girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Because between you and I, mm. I don't think I could be asked arguing with all the others. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You just get yeah. it done. Less Look, drama. I just though. said, that's where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make it so. I don't want to discuss oh, it further. Very good. <laughs> and please, could you consult a map? <laughs> it's because I don't do geography. You could always stop, stop and ask for no directions. <laughs> yeah, that's not beyond Nana Beast, is it? Um, okay, I'm not so sure I'm a... in a spaceship whether you can stop and ask for directions in quite the same way, but there no, you go. maybe not. Sorry, I may have extrapolated. <laughs> yes. um, well, do not the dominate... the windows down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the dominatrix is a cruel mistress because I know who she's given you, and uh, I'm not sure why, but she's given you Andrew Lloyd Webber. Jackie's face has fallen Look, if I've told you For the 19th time We're going to the third planet from the sun Now (laughs) (laughs) What's your beef with Andrew Lloyd Webber, Jackie? Um, An awful lot of stuff Gets put out in my name Um, You know, sort of um, Well, (laughs) things like Tea towels and um, Mm. Um, memes mugs and notebooks and cakes and music mm-hmm. and what really annoyed me was seeing andrew lloyd webber touting his jackie weaver anthem on telly I remember good morning britain i think it was and never having once 
even sent me a text message or a, an email or anything to say, hope you like it. Mm. Not even, would you mind if I did this? But I, I wasn't even going to go that far. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and that just smacked of complete arrogance to me. Yeah. And I kind of felt that I would, I was too lowly to be even bothered with. Mm. But not too lowly to exploit yeah. the fame of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they did not like that. And it's not as if it's not like if he was some sort of poor, struggling artist, you might feel more sympathy, right? Yeah, but he's already, you know, mm. got Doing plenty right. of our money, hasn't he? For his <laughs> so that's that marvelous work. Yeah, mm. I bet, I bet. So, so would you, you like him? I mean, he could be your minion, and you could be telling him where to set the coordinates for. And I couldn't be bothered. You kind of kind of got that that thing that you know. I suspect unless he's doing something with music, he's useless. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and yeah. It, you know he, he needs to earn his place on the flight deck. And at the moment, <laughs> not looking like he's keeping it. Fantastic! I'm trying desperately to think of an Andrew Lloyd Webber song that would be appropriate to just throw in at this moment and make myself look terribly comic, but I can't think of one. And now my mind's gone absolutely blank. Jesus Christ, superstar cats. Um, uh, <laughs> Phantom of the Opera. That was good. Phantom of yeah. the Opera. Yes. Mm. It's still not appropriate for a song to throw in as a joke here. So no. we'll, we'll edit it in afterwards, Louise, and then we'll all laugh and I'll sound oh, terribly funny. Shall we? <laughs> um, oh, no, now we've all laughed and oh, it'll sound like a, we've oh, done it. Ruined it. Um, okay, let's. So, so no so, regrets about losing door number five. No regrets about losing your captaincy of the Starship Enterprise. Nope. Okay. Fantastic. Let's go to the final, the final door. And now, before now, just we go yeah. through it. Yeah, go for it. So you've you've got the opportunity. You, you've stuck at at um, Richard Gear coming through the roof. Um, could we tempt you because you've had quite a few negative scenarios and negative people? So it might be that there's somebody quite tasty left in the dominatrix. Could we tempt you with a with a blind swap at the beginning of door six? No, she's not yes. a gambler. I wouldn't She's... have expected Jackie Weaver to be a gambler. <laughs> Do you have a flutter no. on the lottery or the horses? Um, never horses. Um, not because I'm anti-horses, but it's just like, what's the starting point? I don't mean the bit yeah. where they come through. The, <laughs> I've got that. Um, but, you know, like, what would it... I mean, they've all got four legs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How would you make your decision? At least at the start of the race. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. No. Um, but we do have, oh, I think postcode lottery. Yeah. Um, I don't even win anything. <laughs> Funny that. Yeah. Okay. So you're, so you're gonna you're gonna know where to hold them. You're gonna stick with your Richard gear, and yep. you're and, and feel blessed. And feel nice. blessed. Well, with sadness, but blessed. So you say, but let's see whether you're going to regret this. About the, is that about the terrible stairs-based accident? <laughs> just a tinge. And having to have the dog destroyed or whatever. Yeah. No, you keep the dogs. Lose the husband. Yeah. Um, okay. let's, let's see what's behind your final door. Door number six. So let's see if you regret this. All of this glorious nonsense actually leads to something really tasty. As a result of your podcast and your book and your being a general all-round authority on life's big questions, you've been asked to be the chair of a panel on a TV quiz. Does that sound like fun, Jackie? It would be a joy. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably have auto cue, so it's not that bad. Yes. <laughs> And, and so it sounds like fun. This sounds like maybe this could be quite a nice fantasy scenario. Your regular opponent, um, the chair of the other team, is... Mr Spock. How do you feel about Mr Spock? As, the, uh, as an opponent on a quiz team, yeah. do I just want to be humiliated on national TV? <laughs> But we don't know Where's if these the are questions of logic. Are these the questions of logic? Or are they the questions of something that he wouldn't be quite so good at? What, knitting? <laughs> could be. Could be. Well, they have made game shows on much less. Tell us about Mr Spock. Nah. How do you feel about Mr Spock? I just... 
again, it goes back to that earlier thing about, um, you know, the Star Trek thing. Is it about flying through the planets and stuff? Nah, it's not that. It is about the characters. And I think there's mm-hmm. something for me that's very I, – I often find people incredibly difficult to read, mm-hmm. and that just means that they're hard work. Mm-hmm. Whereas he would be dead easy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I often wonder whether Mr. Spock – because so the, the whole point of all that personality was that he was from this other planet. And, Welcome. But mm-hmm. he – he was he was quite he was quite like someone with autism, Ooh. wasn't he? I I don't know if that was ever the intention of it, but look looking back, sort of it's like, yeah. yeah, it's like he did. Yeah. He looked at the logical. He didn't read people. He didn't really understand people. He wasn't getting the cues from people's faces. He didn't understand sentimentality and that kind of thing. And I'm not an expert on autism. I know Louise has um, a child on the autistic spectrum, and I don't. But it. There's something about that that's very. When you look back at Spock, it's quite familiar to what what we're now understanding more about people with autism. People and he was brilliant. The, <laughs> you want to watch the episode called Amok Time? Amok Time. Amok Time. Yeah. Tell us why. Just um, in case we that's, don't that's when um, the whole um, uh, personality changes. It's something that they, it's a, um, a a mating ritual they go through. Um, and then they become illogical and emotional. Oh, really? What the Vulcan yeah. people? Oh, yes. fantastic! Fantastic! Oh, I love that. Otherwise, you'd never get little Vulcan people. No, how would you do it? Right? <laughs> yeah. Why would you get you... short ones? But you know, yeah, yeah. Why would you? Oh, well. Yes, but assuming that they mate in the same revolting way that humans do, yes. Then, yeah, why would they? <laughs> put themselves through that with anything other than I think also though that the the that the Vulcan is a useful sort of narrative device because he forces you to it you know he's an exposition isn't he forces mm-hmm. everyone to explain their motives to him because he's yes and he's there. also the counterpoint for James T Kirk who is who all is about all emotion. emotion yeah yeah he's just and not even, I mean, not that many emotions, no. really. Mostly just... <laughs> Mostly just trousers. Yeah. <laughs> Led by his trousers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's an important... But I think um, that's a really interesting point. I, I'm going to take that away and think about it. Yeah. Mm. I, I always found him very... I always found him quite an attractive character because he was... He, I get, maybe he was the grown-up. He made it make sense. Yeah. You have a bit of a thing about grown-ups, don't you? I do, don't I? I yeah. didn't realise quite so much till today. <laughs> Thank you for this time with a real one. With a real one today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still very happy with my choice. I'm yeah. so pleased. I'm so pleased, yeah. because So it's not Spock at all counts, that's the thing. And it's yeah. not... And also that the idea for you of sort of... Like for us, the idea of hosting like a panel show on on the telly would be a huge big dream job we're deeply jealous of you because you've plowed away at your at your day job and Ooh. and we've both hived off from the norm in midlife in a sort of attempt to to basically do what you're doing and you've just managed to get all these opportunities that we would we would if you were in the same room as us we'd trample over you and steal your hair <laughs> get them and, We'd wreck your nails. Break your nails. Um, we wouldn't really. You wouldn't really. No, we wouldn't. But you know. But it's, it's you know you're living the dream for us, and so. But I also I, can I also say it because I think it is an absolute testament to you that I can't think of anybody else in the last few years who has gone viral, whether whether by design or accident, and it was certainly accident in your case, who has handled it in the way that you have. And I really love that because you've kind of gone, oh, well, this has all fallen into my lap and it might all go away tomorrow, so I'm going to have some fun with it. I'm going to carry on with my day job and I'm just going to ride this wave and enjoy it. And, that, and it's been really, really nice because ha- I haven't sort of got the impression from, from what I've read and seen of you that you're craving more and trying to monetize it and trying to get as much attention with it as possible it's just oh this has given me the opportunity to meet Anton Dubeck and go on Steph's pet lunch and have have a lovely time what what fun I, I guess if I gave up the day job 
I'm not seeing any point in doing it, if that mm. makes kind of weird yeah. sense. Because what's really important to me <clears throat> is all the stuff I do that gets me some media attention, keeps me in the public eye, and every time somebody thinks about counsel, they get in touch. So yeah. I get more publicity for local councils than we've ever seen on the back of mm. so, Quite like one of Anton Dubeck's other protégés, um, like Judy Murray, who's very, very yeah. um, motivated mm. by getting people interested in tennis and getting children yeah. moving. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, so that's the bit that matters to me. But I can't have one without the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. It's, the ne it's the name, Jackie Weaver, um, that gets the door open, that gets the invite to talk to people about And has it, led to, has it led to more people getting involved? Yes. That's fantastic. Yeah, it has. Has it led to more women getting involved? Yes. And in fact, um, only two weeks ago, I was the guest of a, an organisation called Women in Public Life in Guernsey. Mm. And I was over there for four days um, talking to women um, and uh, youngsters went to schools as well um, about getting involved in local democracy. Because I think that's where we make a difference. Yeah. I don't think we change the world. I think we change the space around about us. And then mm. maybe the world changes. Mm. Sorry, that was my soapbox. No, that's no, beautiful. And it, and it can, like I suppose, like you were saying earlier, it changes at a local level because because you can so often feel very powerless at the national level, yeah. um, but you can make... Well, it's not that you feel it. I mean, that's the other thing is, it's not that you feel powerless. You are. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. accept it. Now, you can yeah. either spend the rest of your, your life, um, you know, <clears throat> super gluing yourself in front of a motorway or something, um, and you'll still make no impression on the, the outcome, um, mm. or go back home and do something in your local community. Yes. Well, yeah. women typically, you know, particularly mothers, do spend time in their local communities, moving around and going from school to work. And, you know, the the patterns of our movements are so different from the patterns of men, typical, mm. typically men's movements is really, you know. And like I found, that. yeah, I found with school governance as well that that sometimes people wanted to be a school governor a few, for a few years because they were thinking of getting back into the workforce. So women wanted to come back into the workforce, do something they felt passionate about, take care yeah. of their children's schools um, and have something on their CVs. And, and that was great. And, and even if we had them for three or four years and it wasn't, it wasn't their vocation for longer, it didn't matter because they did some real good while they were there and it definitely improved them as people and helped them see the school differently. Yeah. And I in my them. world, being a clerk to a council yeah. is the same thing. Start with a small council, lots of support available. And when you're ready to go back into, you know, bigger occupation, it's a job mm. for you. Mm. Yeah. And in the meantime, you've done a little bit of good in the, mean, you know, Absolutely. between earning in your little bit of the patchwork. In the, your little bit of the patchwork that yeah. we live in. Right. So, so no ambitions to do a panel show with, with, with Mr. Spock. Uh, <laughs> so that's lovely let's shut that door before we shut that door um where can our listener julie's ipad find out more about you jackie what would you like to plug for us now perhaps, <laughs> perhaps that book that podcast that your comedy show strictly i never like to promote these things i really well, must it important um, so um at jackie weaver pod Yes. Um, and the book is called You Do Have the Authority. And I like to think of it as not a book about parish councils, <coughs> but a little book of common sense. And Lovely. then next year, and that sounds wonderfully far off, <laughs> um, I'm doing a, a live kind of, I, I guess, a live event, a bit like the podcast. But I'll just have to keep my eyes shut because then it'll be <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> And this is so in the podcast you get your your guests to um to answer life's big questions posed yes. by people from Twitter, don't you? Um yeah. and so the live show will be something similar, but with comedians doing it. Yeah. Um, now that Paul Sinner and Susie sounds Ruffles. crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. It's gonna be glorious. But also yeah. you've got a really lovely bunch of comedians there who are going mm. Susie Ruffle will take beautiful yeah. care of you. She's absolutely nice goddess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Right, well, we're going to wave you off to say goodbye to 
Richard Gere to say... OK, I'm just going to go to the top of my stairs. Yeah. <laughs> and you can just stay in your own house. It's quite good, isn't it? And when we close the door, nobody can see what you're doing. <laughs> what a joy it's been to have you with us. Thank oh, you, Jackie. Now, ask me again. Now I understand how it works. Right. Right. That's quite enough from us. Uh, follow us on the socials at E Y R E L E I G H on Twitter, Early Doors on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed yourself, why wouldn't you? Please leave us a review, subscribe or tell a friend or even better, do all three. Right. Bye. I'm off through this door to do to grant authority to live at the Apollo to book me anytime they want. Call me, guys. Call me. And I'm going through this door to grant authority to David Bowie to stay alive forever and keep making music. This podcast is brought to you by us. We did all the work. The voiceovers were by John Darvel. Well done here, May. <laughs>